Hello everyone and welcome to the Dr. Christian Hein podcast where we're living for preventative mental health, love and compassion. I'm happy to have you here. I'm Caroline Heim, and today we continue our series taken directly from the monthly live Q&As that Dr. Heim does on the iHealth Radio channel in New York with the host, Hurricane H. Now, this episode is dedicated completely to the Russian-Ukrainian conflict. The question asked is, how do we deal with an overwhelming trauma such as war? And particularly, what can we do about this present conflict personally? And what do you do when there is evil in the world? Dr. Heim tackles these really vital questions for the world we're living in at the moment and finishes off with some practical techniques of how to get through this, this conflict, this craziness at the moment without losing your way. Let's drop in on this really important discussion. Yeah. So, so what is the psychological psychological effect and trauma that people may be experiencing currently because of the Russian-Ukraine conflict or any other conflict? And is there anything that they can do to control it, Tatiana? Uh, okay. and, and I know, and I know, conflicts are happening all over the world. Then you know, this yeah. is just one new one that 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 could escalate too crazy. But we we hope that that's not the case. But it is it is escalating right now. Yes, and is. the world is watching and everybody is yes, concerned. I mean, this is yes. this is not a small <laughs> war we're talking about. This can go no. bad. Yeah. And so sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that, no that's all right, Hurricane. Uh, Tatiana, thank you for the question. Okay. And so this is huge because having worked with people uh, who have got post-traumatic stress disorder because they were in hot war situations. Some of the things that people experience in war are actually unimaginable. They're unspeakable. They are so horrific. Uh, it is just devastating to think that these things are still happening and that we're not moving forward as a species from using war as a way to express ourselves. So the suffering is unimaginable. Uh, yet, this is what's absolutely amazing the human spirit and the human capacity for resilience is actually great. So even though there are thousands of people who have died just in the last couple of days, that means thousands of tragedies for tens of thousands of people who are losing people who are close to them. The amount of suffering is unimaginable. And yet those people will find some way to go on because the human spirit for survival and we know this scientific, scientifically, is really great. How do they do that? It's really difficult. Everybody is on their own journey. So people are now asking, what can we do about this conflict? How can we stop things like this happening? Well, unfortunately, the same energy that is played out between nations get played out between neighbours, between people in, their, in the same family, and even hurricane when we have conflict with our love partner, right? When I argue with my partner, when you argue with your partner, it's, it's a small way of expressing what is difficult about the whole human condition. What's difficult about the whole human condition is that we are all free agents, and some of us try to control other people, and that doesn't work. So what can we do about this present conflict? This is what I would say. Do what you can 
to get on well with all the people around you. If you have a conflict in your life, do what you can to sit down with that person and try to come to an understanding. Sometimes that's not possible. Sometimes you have to live and let live. Sometimes you have to keep distance. But going into anger states, going into hateful states is never, is never actually helpful. So listening helps. When you're in an argument with somebody that you love, just to say, look, doesn't matter what happens here. I just got to let you know I still love you and I want to listen to your point of view and I want to try to understand it. And I want us as far as possible to get on well because if we could solve the problem of how two people in a love relationship could get on in peace all the time, then we as a species could solve the problem for nations to be able to live in peace and harmony all the time. We are actually trying to do that. And at the moment, today, we're not getting as much success as we'd like. Thank you, doctor. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, I'm listening to you and I, I know the conflict that just begun right now. And I mean, it's been escalating and obviously in the last couple of days, it's, it's real. Uh, yeah. But I think that what makes this particular conflict a little bit more confusing and difficult, I think, worldwide than, than some other ones uh, it's not just humanitarian tragedy, but I think the the problem now we're talking about uh, almost going back to Cold War level, uh, yes. you know, uh, <laughs> of danger, and we're talking about potential nuclear. And so there's people that are, that are really afraid and, and and almost kind of fearful for their lives anywhere in the world, not necessarily just even in the region where the conflict is right now, because the threat is more you know uh, serious because of the yes, the type is. of so so people right now. You have everybody right now that's anxious. I mean, we're anxious here. I mean, yes. we're. I mean, you guys are in Australia, so it's a little different. <laughs> the conflict yeah. so far is funny, but for us, I mean, we're you know our president. You know, they're they're having some big difficult discussions right now. Yes. And so there are people here, even in the New York area, and then I guess the East Coast. You know, that are more concerned about it because you never know if this thing. That's, right. you know, that's right. That's I right. That's right. I mean, but but I mean. This is like almost going back to the Cuban crisis, man. Cuban missile yes. crisis, and, and it's it's as as real as as it was there. And uh, you know, people are just have you know to to just keep faith. I think, and uh, we we hope that eventually the the powers that be, all the all the world, you know, uh, uh, I guess countries can can pretty much intervene and hopefully subdue this to a level where it's 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 ending and it doesn't escalate any further. I mean, that's just my wish. And I hope uh, that that it doesn't go any further from where we are. And I, and I really pray for anyone. I, I'm just not for war at all. I'm against it. Oh, I, exactly, you know, exactly. The, the idea of war is just you know almost like uh, evil, <laughs> yes. As, as 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 it is. And um, there's I don't think there's any benefit from it. Uh, Hurricane, you you mentioned the word evil, and so. I actually want to quote a Russian novelist by the name of Alexander Solzhenitsyn, okay, who saw evil. Uh, but his approach was to say that the line between good and evil is drawn in the center of every human being's heart. So in other words, we all are part of this struggle of good against evil. So all of us actually would like peace rather than the reign of evil. So much so that the end of World War II, when the World Organization uh, 
uh, put together the Declaration of Human Rights, basically, to say that this should never happen again. And so it put together a declaration, this was in 1948, about how we as nations need to be able to treat each other as brothers and sisters rather than competitively. Uh, because World War II was just totally devastating. And uh, the answer was never again. We can't let that happen again. The trouble with humankind is we have short memories. And it's only been 70 years since World War II, but that's short enough for us to forget that we actually said never again. We don't want this anymore. But I want to put together one good story that came out of World War II because Europe, which was torn apart by World War II, uh, decided to put together a contest where they could have friendly competition. And they decided to put together a song contest so that we, they could work together and work against each other in friendly competition. And this became the Eurovision Song Contest. And we're just coming up to the Eurovision Song Contest now. And the idea is that if we can sing together and if we can laugh at each other and if we can make music together, then we don't need to have these worldwide conflicts. Now, I'm not sure if Russia is going to be invited to the European uh, Song Contest or what the Ukraine are going to do about the European Song Contest, but it would be much better to keep interactions in songs as glib as it sounds rather than on the battlefield because one causes beauty and happiness the other causes misery pain and trauma so we can only hope that we nations can all get together and act as brothers and sisters to keep more love flowing and keep the evils in our heart at bay it's difficult though it is, doctor, and and it's. I mean, I from your your mouth to, to God's ears. I mean, it's 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 a it's a powerful thing to 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 hope that you know we can get together, but but sports is another example where you know the world gets together in World Cups and you know all these things yeah. and everybody gets along and it's very nice. You know, we have to live through it. We have to see how it's going to go. And we just hope and I wish, you know, that this is going to, you know, dissipate and in, in with less loss of life and hopefully quick. So it ends and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do want to say something as to how people can get through this without losing their way in life, because it's actually very, very easy to lose your way without this particular center. The question always is. What can I control and what can't I control? And unfortunately, we cannot control other people. That's why we're in this conflict to begin with. But we feel helpless when there's nothing that we can do. But there is something we can do. But all of us need to know what we can do and what we can't do. And we may not be able to stop war overseas, but we can all do our bit to stop war amongst ourselves amongst our family, amongst our friends, amongst our neighbors. So in other words, do what you know that you can control rather than worry about what you can't control. So in a situation like this, where there are world events that are affecting us and could go very badly, 
to value the love that you have around you, to value the people that you have around you, to value that the service that you give to society is valuable and it's part of the effort to make this a better place, even if other people are stuffing it up for us. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make this a better place. So to value the people and to value your own service, however you contribute, that doesn't have to be large, we're all contributing in a small way, then you are part of the human race and you are part of shifting that line away from the center towards more good in the heart of the human species. That's not easy to do. No, it's not. And but by the way, I mean, I, I appreciate, you know, those those words, doctor, because at least, you know, when we, we're at the end of the show right now, but we want to keep people in positive, you know, swing of things here and, and, and really good advice that, you know, we can we can diffuse this at in a lot of different levels. And, and hopefully we can start, you know, again, as you said, you know, with one group and, and just kind of escalates to the rest. And, and it, you know, hopefully it's, it's contagious enough to stop this whole thing, you know, and, and people can live a better well, life. Yeah. yeah, and I do want to give just a few practical things of what to do in a crisis like this. Mm -hmm. Hug your children a little bit longer. Look into the eyes of a friend a little bit deeper. Say hello to a stranger on the street a bit more sincerely. Do your work just a little bit harder with a little bit more love and giving so that others benefit. And the total effort of that makes a difference to a worldwide conflict. Doctor, that is that is great. <laughs> and I, I actually and uh, I think your input today was was very valuable for audiences anywhere in the world if they can hear it. You know, please take the advice from Dr. Heim and use those tactics to at least you know overcome the the, the current situation and be able to to, to mitigate you know uh, the, the the feelings that you have today. Any any last words, Doctor, for today's show? I know we're we're closing right now. <laughs> Focus on the love in your heart and how you can share it, so that there is a bit more love and a lot less fear in this world. And it's always the right thing to do the right thing. So in other words, whatever life calls upon you to do, do it with love. And through all of us, that has to make a difference, even at the highest echelons of diplomacy in this world. Okay, so lots to think about. Seemingly small ways we can make a difference, but when the changes happen in your heart, they can actually make a big difference to your anxiety levels. And... In these difficult times, remember to breathe. Take much care. We'll see you next time.